we talked about this when we did the live read, but which death was sadder to you guys? Hedwig's or Moody's? Oh, yeah, you did. I think in the moment, Hedwig was, but I said Moody because ultimately Moody's was more sad. Yep. But something about maybe the way it was written, it felt like it happened so fast. Like Hedwig... I feel like we had time to process where Hedwig gets hit and I'm like, wait, oh no, what's going on? And then Hedwig's cage is down at the bottom and Harry's wondering and then Hedwig falls and then you see like, I I guess Hedwig falling out of sight. Mm -hmm. And so that was like a a more extended traumatizing death. And Moody, it was like a one line just like, and Moody's gone now. We're like, what? So it, yeah. I think once it set in though, Moody's was sadder. But also fitting in the same way hmm. similar to um how Sirius doesn't have that many like people close to him so when i said that line way back when where i'm like oh it'd be easy for him to die <laughs> same thing for moody because yeah he's he's a warrior he yeah. is so you know when he goes you're like well at least not that we know of nobody's like mourning for him he doesn't have family out there he doesn't have kids he's not like i don't know it somehow feels simpler compared to anyone else in that crew that could have died i'm like dung he can go obviously yeah, yeah. but after that i think moody would be my uh next choice that's a terrible way to say it i don't want any of them to die <laughs> but like if somebody has to he just I didn't feel have like attachments yeah like he, he doesn't seem like he has anyone in his life so you're like you know it's not bad if he died but that's probably a terrible thing i but know you're like, i know as far as reading is concerned you're like yep Anybody else in that group would have been devastating. devastating. Like literally anybody else. Yep. Maybe Kingsley wouldn't have been because we really don't know oh, Kingsley yeah, yeah, all that much. Point. But yep. he was like the only one. You guys, I, her writing this because I remember or reading this again. Um, I was reading it last night and I was like, where she leaves you off in chapter four with Hagrid's like dead on the ground. The next chapter yes. called Fallen Warrior is just torture. Brutal. Because you Brutal. guys were like, if Hagrid's dead, I'm done. I was if like, he's that dead, would be... Done over the line also a fair way to go defending harry and yeah, so noble sure. so legit for sure but i was like that's why it almost made sense and i was like no it cannot be that would be too soon yeah oh man so but, i'm very i was almost so relieved that i'm like all right good harry's alive it, the fallen warrior <laughs> can anyone yeah. else then. Yeah. <laughs> that was her trick. um you're you're in the vast minority though because most people say headwigs is a little sadder than interesting Louis. I'm curious, um, as a first-time watcher versus first-time reader, and all of the stuffed snowy owls yeah. and whatever, like how that the relationship with people like Sirius or the relationship with Hedwig changes based on your experience. And if you read it slower, I, I think Hedwig mm. is a character in the books and all, but it feels like maybe more in the movies, Hedwig has become like a symbol of like good of Harry. Yeah, for of, sure. So. I don't know. Maybe it just felt like Hedwig wasn't as big of a character. I don't know if that makes sense. Or maybe yeah. it was just not for me or I didn't connect with Hedwig. Or it felt like Harry didn't even have the best relationship with Hedwig. Yeah, Harry was mm-hmm. like not the greatest pet owner as we've no, talked that about was, that was To me, that was sadder than Hedwig's death. Yeah, it was seriously. just like Harry's always slinging this thing around and not like not caring for her. or Like, like the thing comes back with her. a frog and he rips the frog out of yeah. the mouth. Deliver this package, you know? Like, oh, goodness. I know. Um... But it is sad because, like, the combination of the two, you're going back to book one where Hagrid bought Hedwig for Harry. Yeah. And so it's like part of that connection is broken. Mm. Where Hedwig is almost like a symbol for, like, your innocence is lost. You're like, you're no longer Ooh, an innocent yeah. child. 
you are this is like a serious thing whatever you're we're dealing with here so mm-hmm. it is not like the biggest character but it is a little sad jen was moody or hedwig sadder for you yeah hedwig yeah because it's just uh it's like his pet even though he didn't treat it well yeah i know Same but it was sense. always with him yeah mm-hmm. moody wasn't and yeah hedwig was always like yeah hedwig really was, was always moody. with him huh? mm. We didn't really know Moody. We only no. knew fake Moody. I know. We kind of liked fake Moody. I know. He was a great teacher. Fake Moody <laughs> was a great teacher. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so. <laughs> but. Hedwig gotcha. Yeah. But then I think it's bad for them as a whole, as a group. Mm. The good versus evil. Like they're. Great point. Captain warrior. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like what's the plan now? Yeah. yeah. Right. Who's in charge now? I don't know if Moody was actually in charge, but it felt like he was. It felt like he was. He was making plans. I feel like he had the most experience with the worst case scenarios. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. And so did Dumbledore. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, who someone even says that. Um, I forgot who says this, but they went after the strongest first, first yes. which is Moody. And then yep. they, that's why they went after Kingsley next, because Kingsley was the next strongest. Wow. So Moody definitely seemed like he was hmm. kind of the leader of the order at that time. Um, well, he was like he making was, all the wasn't plans. Wasn't he saying, for, yeah, the plans, like yeah. the game plan? Which is funny because when you asked, like, who he should go with, we're like, <laughs> the rankings of it. Yeah. And we'll then we're again. like, isn't Hagrid obvious choice? But obviously not. I know. And when it, hmm. w- when you see everyone like splayed out there, Hagrid is low down the list. Yeah. Harry doesn't even want to go to, with Hagrid all that much. And Hagrid nearly cost them everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He's whipping out the umbrella. I got this repair. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Like, Hagrid, no. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Have you ever done a successful spell? Goodness, don't do this. <laughs> no, I guess he... No, even with when he turned... Um, dudley into a pig he gave him the tail yeah. he didn't actually work yeah. yep. so have we ever seen hagrid do a successful spell uh-uh. Ooh. there's he there, he's not self-aware yeah. that's the thing i'll spoil one thing in the movies because it's not really spoilers if it's the movies but they changed the hedwig scene slightly in the movies where harry lets her free she doesn't die in the cage Ooh, and so good it's actually yeah it's actually kind of a good change and the reason that they the death eaters know that it's harry isn't because of Expelliarmus, which is a significant change to me. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because him not doing that is like he's saving other people that he... Harry is like being compassionate. That's why they know it's Harry. Rather than this, which Hedwig tries to knock a Death Eater off the broom and then flies and then takes a killing curse that's aimed at Harry, which is a really beautiful thing. So it's actually actually pretty moving in the movies, um, but it's very, very different. And it sends like a little bit different of a message. And that's how the Death Eaters know. That's why Voldemort comes after wow. because Hedwig was the one protecting Harry. That's cute. I know. It is kind of cute. So we'll see that. Mm. We'll see that maybe in a year or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're going to be watching Shoot. three movies back to back. I know. It's going to be great. That's three. Sweet. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we haven't seen him. Yeah, we were talking about what would this. That's what is cute. the spoiler in book six movie that we cannot it's just, see? It's small. To be honest, if I go out back on that, I'm like, if we watched it, I don't even know if you guys would have caught it. Mm. But it's just a little bit too much where I'm like, you guys are such detectives that I didn't trust. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't trust the movie with this. I was like, you guys will figure something out. Probably. Um, we got Crouch Jr. I know, exactly. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I mean, kind of, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, go <laughs> us. It was, we didn't know a junior existed, so it was the best. Mm-hmm. Best we could do under the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, welcome to the podcast. I'm John. <laughs> Jen. Danny. And Kristen. And this is Harry Potter and the First Time Readers. 
go give us a rating. Go give us a review. That helps the podcast. We just won both of our copyright strikes or our copyright infringement issues, but then we just got another one this morning. So frustrating dealing with all these, but this is why our content sometimes is getting shadow banned. And a good review, a good spread of the word really helps the podcast out. Um, a lot of the people that find this podcast just find it by looking up something on um, either YouTube or on their podcast platform on Spotify or Apple or wherever they listen to the podcast. So that's probably the biggest way that people find us. But just word of mouth and like telling your friends about this podcast and giving us good ratings and reviews, that also goes a long way. We're doing all sorts of content on YouTube. We're starting to, I'm doing a whole rewatch of the movies. I'm on the fourth movie right now, about to hit the fifth movie. So if you want to join us and watch some movies with us, they're all on our YouTube channel. I'm playing Hogwarts Legacy on our YouTube channel if you want to join and just kind of hang out as we're as I play the game. It's pretty fun. Um, you can join us there. So our YouTube channel is First Timers <clears throat> or First Time Readers. Um, it's I just had to rename it just to get the Harry Potter out, just in case that was the thing that was causing copyright infringement. But it's really not. But I'm just kind of covering all my bases. So go uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. That is um, a great way that you can support us. You can become a member on YouTube for five bucks a month. We'll get you a little extra content as we go on throughout the uh, podcast journey and throughout more seasons. We're planning more seasons, so we're really excited about that. We have an Instagram, we have Twitter, we have all the other stuff. We have a Patreon if you want to support us on Patreon. Um, we have a P.O. Box, which is P.O. Box 474, Hawthorne, New Jersey, 07507. You can send it to us any snail mail that you want there. You can send us any packages. If you want to send Jen and Danny some wedding gift after their wedding, they would probably love that. So you can send me any of that kind of stuff. Um, you can also email us at firsttimereaders at gmail.com. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I always forget if I included something or forgot something. But yeah, we're dealing with all sorts of copyright issues, copyright battles. So go support this podcast in any way that you can and spread the word. We would love to be able to do this full time and get more Harry Potter content, all sorts of other nerd content too. We're starting to maybe consider getting into Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and some um, Percy Jackson, maybe some other different series too. We're even thinking about getting to some like old uh, English Dickens and Jane Austen, that kind of stuff. So we're exploring all possible boundaries. Um, so go support us on YouTube. That's That would be the best thing that you can do um, to try to make this become more of a full-time gig for all of us, which would be incredible. That'd be sweet. Um, so enjoy these chapters as we go through Deathly Hallows chapters four and five. Forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Such a riveting intro. I know. Forgot it was the intro. Um, okay, can you guys give me a summary of the Seven Potters chapter? There was a lot in this chapter, but just a general summary of this one. Oh boy, everybody turns into Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> yep. And then this chapter, this is the one that ends with Hagrid falling. So they actually leave in this chapter too. So it's like prepping to leave um, the Dursleys and leaving and starting to fly. Yeah. All right. First, uh, first question, because you guys were even Jen had a really good theory on this and she was pretty much right on this. But when you read the seven Potters title of this chapter, what do you initially think it was talking about? Yeah, I, I was excited was about cousins coming yeah, in. Cousins. Well, my, yeah, when I hear seven, I'm just like, Horcruxes, what's going on? <laughs> and then I saw Potters and then I, I was thinking how many of his family members are going to come help. Yeah. And then I'm looking at the picture and I'm like, they must be cousins if they all look like him. And then I think when Jen was saying it, then I was like, oh, seven of Harry. That makes sense. I thought it was clones. Yeah. But I thought that was cute that everyone gets to become him. 
So yeah, yeah. It really <laughs> Did you cool. know right away, Jen? <laughs> um, no, I just assumed it because I'm mm. good. Excellent instinct. <laughs> yeah. It would have really thrown them off if all the Death Eaters wouldn't have been able to get Harry's DNA. Actually, the blood. So maybe they would have been able to mm. if they got his DNA and like really did a number on Harry. There's a bunch of Harrys just floating around in the sky waiting to kill Harry. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. I feel like he that was so self-conscious, everyone turning into him. Too. Yeah. Yeah, nobody like looked in his pants or anything, but it still... <laughs> Is that what you were thinking about? <laughs> 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 the giggler over here. But he did say that. He said... I would not have thought of it at all, but she writes a line in there that makes yeah. you think like that. Well, yeah, because she, she said like from Harry's perspective, Harry's like... Nobody else seemed quite as concerned about his privacy as he was because they're all in someone else's skin. So they're like, yeah, I'll just get naked here. I mean, not like they were like actually stripping <laughs> all the way down. Saying, but it gave that funny right. moment of like, wow, that is a weird dynamic um, that he's watching himself get changed as other people are <laughs> yeah. getting changed. And there's like it's a funny. slight dig that Floor gives because she's changing and she goes, I'm hideous. I'm Bill, hideous. turn away. I'm hideous. <laughs> and Harry's like, uh, excuse me. What the heck? That's a jerk thing to say. <laughs> I didn't know you could churn like fully. <laughs> Never mind. I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> and Anatomy. then Hermione is saying how bad his eyes are. Like, oh, yeah. your eyes are terrible when she puts on his glasses. Oh, so. I missed that. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying, probably trying to follow you and you're like scribbling <laughs> frantically. Notes. And then Ron's like, oh, you don't have a tattoo on your chest. Yeah, that one was weird, though. It's such a weird thing. He like changes. You, yeah, you've never seen Harry change in your entire six years in Hogwarts. How? It's impossible. It's, it's ridiculous. actually impossible. Well, you know what I also thought, though? Maybe wizards change in better ways. Because <laughs> maybe you just like do a little spell, you I twirl, and then you, you're changed. I don't know about that. There is, there's, a, there's a common thing that wizards didn't really know invent toilets or use toilets for a long time. They just pooped right. in their pants and took the poop out of their pants <gasps> with magic. So you're like, if they don't even poop in toilets, you're like, how the heck are they going to change any better than... Right, right. <laughs> like... So somehow Ron has not ever seen Harry. So maybe, well, I don't know. It's just a weird dynamic. Mm. Harry's never showered or never changed in Ron's sight, which mm. is just wild. Uh, there's uh, some really great lines to start this chapter. Um, like when he's looking in his little uh, wardrobe cupboard under the stairs, it says he gave him an odd, empty feeling to remember those times. It was like remembering a younger brother whom he had lost. And then it says, Harry looked around at the stacked shoes and umbrellas, remembering how he used to wake up every morning looking up at the underside of the stairs, which is more often than not adorned with a spider or two. Boom. Spider spies. <laughs> Little drone spider pilots. <laughs> um, spider spies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I wrote when, uh, when I saw that. I was like, you know what? Maybe Hagrid or Dumbledore sent some of... What's his name? Aragog? Yeah, Aragog spiders. Aragog spiders over there to keep an eye on Harry. They're perfect. They yeah. can just blend right in, send notice back to their people. And then, uh, <laughs> I don't know, just seeing the spiders here and the spiders on Dumbledore's hat and all that. It'd be funny if there was some connection with spiders. Um, Do you view spiders as more uh, positive or negative, like good or bad creatures? I don't know. In general, it seems like they are definitely bad. Hmm. Aragog has loyalty to Hagrid and... I think dead. Dumbledore. Yeah. Um, but now the Aragog is dead is different. But back in the day, 
maybe their loyalty was even stronger. So I get the impression that when Aragog was young and Hagrid was the whole Chamber of Secrets drama, I feel like there was a lot of loyalty. And then mm-hmm. as time went on, maybe Aragog got old and grumpy and some of that loyalty maybe faded mm-hmm. because Hagrid was remembering the good old days, being optimistic, seeing the best of things. Oh yeah, Ron, Harry, why don't you just run into the forest totally safe? <laughs> and then meanwhile, it would have gotten them killed if they yeah, were not on their sure. toes. Yeah. So it makes me think back in the day, more loyalty Aragog had. And now, eh, he can't control all of his uh, yeah, offspring. For sure. <laughs> but so maybe these are maybe uh, two spies maybe spider spies you need to write books danny <laughs> <laughs> he's getting the fanfic already he's yeah, gonna yeah, have yeah. cs spinoff so. that'll be part of um season three when i'm reading through it a second time i'll really look for those spots yeah, for exactly uh, fiction. <laughs> and then it, it, this line keeps going it says those had been the days before he had known about anything about his true identity before he had found out how his parents had died or why such strange things often happened around him. But Harry could still remember the dreams that had um, dogged him. Even in those days, confused dreams involving flashes of green light. And once, Uncle Vernon had nearly crashed a car when Harry had recorded it, a flying motorbike. I love that Harry is like kind of ushered into the world on this motorbike, and he's ushered out of like his childhood with the motorbike as well. But what about this uh, flash of green light? What do you... Do you th- I mean, we've talked about this a little bit before, but do you have any confirmations or theories about that? Because we've talked about that being like the green light or something like that, yeah, a traffic so accident or... Unforgivable curses are green light, yeah. right? And it seems like green is a Voldemort thing. Yeah. So Stupefy seems to be a red light. Yeah. Um, I don't know so if all Unforgivable are green. I think Avada Kedavra Avada is Kedavra, green. yeah. I don't know about the other two. The only other thing we know is a green... Well, Harry's green eyes. And... Green is the color of flu powder movement. So in my mind, this means either a confirmation of Harry when he was very young in the flu network, which would be some kind of conspiracy about like where his parents died and where he died Mm -hmm. and moving around in there. I don't know why that would mean anything, but some kind of move, do something different, some something to change locations, to confuse somebody i don't know um or it's harry actually remembering the light that killed his parents yeah and so it's probably that one yeah i'm a little confused though on the (laughs) uncle vernon had nearly crashed the car when harry had recounted it like that feels weird to me uncle vernon crashed the car when he recounted it like it also feels weird that harry is recounting it to uncle vern but then like does uncle vern know more than we think he does Mm. and did that like trigger him i don't know Hmm. they didn't know because they made a promise to not to take him but not do anything Mm -hmm. Hmm. so he has to know but i think the fact that it's becoming real to harry like oh they thought they could just hide him from the world but then they can't because things keep happening Hmm. and if he's recalling something then it's like who, who can explain that and a dream of him being one years old who remembers yeah, when they're one? For sure. So this that there's could be something magical. magical. There's something yeah, magical. No, but if it's something traumatic, I think you would remember, even mm. if you were one. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually true. I feel like, yeah. Hmm. I feel like there's got to be some child psychology studies out there about something that like that. Yeah. Like you remember certain occurrences if they're super traumatic like that, even before you can really re- fully remember certain things. Yep. Yep. Even if it was just like for him, the color green. Yeah. You know, just reminds him of that and... So, yeah, 
if he's thinking about that when he's one and two and three and four and he's always just associating green with like these weird memories. Yeah, could be. But it is lovely too when everyone comes and Harry like truly sees all his friends and all these people that came out to support him and he's so unexpected like he's blown away by this. Mm -hmm. Harry's heart seemed to expand and glow at the sight. He felt incredibly fond of all of them, even Mundungus, whom he had tried to strangle the last time they had met. And this is where we learn Lupin and Tonks getting married. So what do you think of them? Nice. Wedding. I like it. Yeah? Yeah, I'm glad uh, Lupin shaped up. <laughs> and finally uh, caved. Because I think he was being a little silly. It was noble, but it was a little silly. For sure, yeah. So, yeah, why not? This is where we talked about dating for a while <laughs> with Lupin and Tonks. This is yep. an interesting question because they're 12 years apart, right? Or Yep. But in the wizarding world, eh, even in the real world, that's 12 years. <laughs> and he's part werewolf. <laughs> yeah. But she can... <laughs> the look she on can, your face when you said that, too. He's <laughs> part werewolf. But she can morph Which Magus into worse, a werewolf. 12 years or werewolf? I don't know. Um, yeah. I guess it depends who the girl is. <laughs> it's true. But no, I'm glad. I think it was cute. Mm. I feel like I never... It's like whatever because I don't, you don't see Tonks's personality enough to know, or them together. So for me, yeah, it's we don't like, see them oh, together. that's great for them, but like I, I couldn't have pictured them together because they never talked about yeah, them together or sure. had any. There's never instances been, where they were interacting together. Yeah. There's never really been like plot or development for them. It's just been like a side story where Harry learns more information about it yeah. every once in a while. So it's like, hmm. yeah. But I do know I like both of them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. They're both like very refreshing. Mm. The only thing that it feels like, it feels like the age difference is apparent. Like I think of Lupin as being 12 years older. Mm. And so I think that was the only part where it was a little bit funny at first. But no, it makes sense. I think it's cool. But it'll be cool to see them together a little bit. Wait, whose wedding is this? Now this is going to be Bill and Floor's wedding. Bill and Floor's wedding. And they're already married. Um, Uh Uh-uh. Lupin and Tonks are oh. Lupin and Tonks are okay, yeah. married, yeah. Bill. Was he part he was the one escorting And Floor, Floor was, Harry, was Harry. Yeah. Who was mm-hmm. idiots. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just curious if he did polyjuice if he still would have the scar on his face. Uh yeah, that's actually oh, a fascinating wow, question. You're right. I, I think we talked about that a little while ago. Whether this is getting excited about something. Whether if you take polyjuice potion, if um it goes back to like your uninjured self, like you have no scars or anything like that, or if it's your current self. Hmm. I guess it depends on the DNA that you take, maybe. But I'm thinking if someone question. took Bill's polyjuice, I don't know if the scar would show because it's a magical wound. Hmm. But I'm thinking hmm. if Bill took polyjuice, the scar would show on Harry's face because it's a magical it's scar. Dark hmm. magic. That's what I was thinking too. Interesting. So then I was like, wait, was he one that turned? Did they like Ill, did they show this in the story? Mm. And Moody didn't use polyjuice, but oh, and we were discussing it because Barty Crouch Jr., when he used polyjuice to look like Moody, did it turn him into the scarred Moody that we know? Yeah. Or did he have to do some makeup magic, whatever stuff oh, yeah, afterwards? That's true. We did talk about this yeah. during that time. Yeah. Um and so I think because of that, I'm assuming the simpler version would be that if your wounds cannot be healed by a healer, Madame Pomfrey or somebody, then 
it's because they're magical and you're kind of stuck with them and there's some magical connection to like who you are. So then if someone took your polyjuice, the wounds would show. But you just said that Bill's wouldn't. No, no, I, I wasn't sure if his scars would show oh, if someone took polyjuice. But now I think yes, I think they would. Mm-hmm. I think if someone took a polyjuice of Bill, like Bill's hair, I think the scar would show. Although hair's a weird one since yeah. it grows out. So yeah. if they cut the length of the hair at the end, they could look like original Bill. But yeah. the fresh hair that's growing now it. would be... Uh... <laughs> that's great. Anyway. Um, oh, boy. Sorry. <laughs> so this is another one. And it says, so this time, and I think Moody is talking here. So this time when you leave, there will be no going back. And the charm will break the moment that you get outside its range. We're choosing to break it early. Because the alternative is waiting for you-know-who to come and seize you the moment you turn 17. So all these people come, and they take Harry, and this whole seven potters plan. What would your guys' plan be to get Harry out? Do you think this is a good plan? Even, Jen, you were mentioning during the live read, which is just ridiculous to me, how they there was no security checks when they all came. Like, Harry just welcomed them with open arms. Yeah. And, like, yeah, there's a bunch of them. It would be hard to replicate any of them, mm-hmm. like, that significantly. But still. Why not? It's I like know. the worst time. 100% agreed. Or then they're not even checking if this is the real Harry, too, to be honest. Which I guess it mm. has to be because there's some kind of charm, protective charm over the house. But still, it's a little alarming. Yeah. But what would your guys' plan be to get Harry out? I'm assuming we're going to take their word for it with the flu network and apparition and say cool that is not an option it feels like they would they should be trying to figure out a way to make that an option instead of going through all this but let's you know take their word for it yeah i guess though it's interesting because i think this would have been the best plan if no Mm -hmm. one knew yeah so now if you're asking us if we knew that the death news were there what would we have done differently yeah because i think that was the best way of doing it well, what we do know is they're just, they're even moody. So he was sloppy. He's yelling out, meet you guys at the burrow yeah. when they're leaving. Like it, it just <laughs> makes absurd. no sense. And I think if they were being just as cavalier with their plan earlier on, then that's where this trouble came from. We know that the twins had the extendable ear when they were listening to the order in that other book. So now listening is a thing we know the omnioculars you can zoom in and slow down and repeat things you could just read lips so what i'm saying is anything spoken out loud is not safe we know that pictures can share things to other pictures and we know you can be in the flu network listening so are they talking near a fireplace or near a picture or near anything where they're visible from the outside by a window so in my mind that was the biggest flaw in the plan. And a good way of avoiding that would be just being more careful with their planning from the beginning. I think having so many people too, it's like then it becomes obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So many people to follow and you could just. And that's where on. I feel like Moody should have had a real backup from the beginning. And it literally would have been safest for Moody to stay with Harry and then let everyone go out, everyone thinking one thing is the plan, and then he personally does something different that he mm. never even mm. spoke to anyone else, and even the people involved wouldn't know who the real Harry was. Like, even you do um, musical chairs with the Harrys, all seven of them go into another room, they switch around, and they come back out to pick a random partner. Like, randomize this so that even the people involved don't know who the real Harry is. 
and then just like let everyone go and have Moody have some way of knowing that he can stick with the real Harry or truly let it be random. So they literally don't know. Um, I don't know. Something to protect from a mole. Because that's what they're afraid of now, a mole. Yeah, yeah but and they didn't you, know you, that before, yeah. right? Well, that's a very lacking, lacking of trust in this whole <laughs> thing, for sure. Once you see Snape go bad, you have to trust that moles got in once, they can get in again. Why are you trusting Mundungus at all? And just trust that with Polyjuice, with all these clever methods, you can't trust people. With the Imperious Curse, you have to just account for any weird curveball of people being mm. bad so that's why i think moody should have done something different i also don't like that they flew up into the open sky yeah there's not enough you can do up there in my mind risk risk it with the muggles whatever mm-hmm. and fly low be on the ground all of you separate directions at ground level weaving in and out of houses street level whatever um, or even use muggle transportation and just try and blend in with muggles <laughs> i feel like that would be a safer bet than 100%. trying just to take like public fly transportation somewhere because they're they're on the lookout mm-hmm. for people flying there aren't so many things going on in the sky oh it's a goose it's a plane there's a dude on a broom you know <laughs> So I would say <laughs> blending in with other people, being out in the muggle world seems safer than what they tried to do. They could have done polyjuice as strangers. <clears throat> Grab a bunch of strangers. Seriously, yeah. that would have been yep. brilliant. Yeah. Polyjuice. You're right. They have the polyjuice. And walk out. That would have been great. So I yep. just thought things like just good old classic things like that. We know that um, the twins developed those, um, what was it, like smoke disillusionment, like black smoke, something, yeah. something. I'm like, load up powder. on those. You you blast the whole neighborhood in all these things. <laughs> it's going to be a big pile of black smoke. And then you have seven Harrys popping out of the smoke in seven different directions. And then you're, you <laughs> just like go from there. Like I'm like, either way, it just felt like their plan was a good step one. Yeah. But to have a good, real good plan, it's like that little shell game, you know? You got to yeah. be playing the shell game better. So starting with seven shells, great. But th- there's got to be a next layer to it. Yeah. It feels like they only did the first step. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I feel no. like Hedwig would have given Harry away. Yeah. Yep. But they had it's stuffed. So little, but like. They had stuffed owls, though. Everyone oh, wrote of the stuffed yeah. owl. Yeah. Because I, I missed it. I missed it, too. Because yeah. I was like, I'm reading yeah. it. I'm like, obviously the one with Hedwig. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If Harry does have Hedwig. And maybe that's why Hedwig had to stay in the cage mm-hmm. because then it, the stuffed owls would look like Hedwig and they can't let Hedwig out. Um, but. Even then, I'm like, you're going with the stuffed. Why not just buy six more real snowy owls? Why couldn't they have just left her loose in the house? And then you say, in a day, come find me. Like when the Dursleys open the door, Hedwig flies out. And then she's free and finds Harry. And it's great. Mm -hmm. Their plan with Hedwig was terrible. he could have had a stuffed animal one. Yeah, agreed. Right. So sad. Because it wasn't fair. She's in the cage. There's no, I know. There's no reason for another thing that I was thinking though is Hagrid with all his magical creatures. There's, I'm sure there's a ton of creatures Mm -hmm. they could have all like gone on, or had protection from. Like, what's the one Buckbeak? I'm like, why don't you have a ton of those? And then like at least they could be flying next to them. Yeah, for sure. As like bodyguards. Even why why did the bodyguards take Polyjuice Potion of Harry? Why not? Like that's that's like the second layer. Like the whole idea of all this, all the layers on this. Like all implement that. So even all the protectors are Harry. So it makes it even more confusing because they they wouldn't know who Moody is. They wouldn't know who you're right. Hagrid is. Well, Hagrid actually that's probably the reason why they they couldn't take it because Hagrid couldn't take it because he was half giant. Yeah, but he could just be the only one for sure. What's the difference? Yep. Uh huh. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And even to Jen's Mm. point, like they should have added other creatures. Like why didn't they bring you know 
Like, why do they ride off in dragons? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a great. And then I was like, unicorns. Yeah, get Charlie um, to bring Norbert back. For sure. And, All this stuff. Uh, I was like, there's so many creatures that we don't even know about. I know. And he also crossbred creatures, like <laughs> all these crazy things. The blast and screws, yeah. Although they did yeah, bring Thestrals, right. and Thestrals are probably the best plan that they have. True. If I was riding on something, I would probably want to be a Thestral because they're so fast. They have a great sense of direction. Yeah. Like better than they're better than most of the other creatures. That and they're independent. Brought. They have independent thought too, mm-hmm. so you can tell them things. Intuition. And they can yeah. they can follow a plan. And yeah. you say, hey, also while I'm trying to dodge, you try and dodge this stuff. That way, it's like they're the ones steering, and you can just focus on fighting. Otherwise, with a motorcycle with brooms, you still have to steer mm-hmm. while you're trying to fend off. Death yeah, figures. but I'm thinking of something that could like kill something else. Yeah. Yeah. Like a death eater. Seriously. Like have have um even like a phoenix, like have fox flying around or something. Right. Like even right. though fox is gone now. But like and I'm sure there's a ton of creatures we don't even know about. Yeah. That Hagrid would know. Yeah. He went. That's why I just find it weird. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It feels like it wasn't um it wasn't or they could be plan. like on the ground. And if you see something go wrong, you come on and you attack those Death Eaters. Mm. Yep. I know. Buck. I feel like what? what's the Buckbeaks yeah. breed? What is that? A hippogriff. Hip, yeah. yeah. I feel like those would have been perfect. Seriously, yeah. Those would have been great protection. Yeah, you're right. they would actually listen. Yeah. Anyways. Agreed. Agreed all around, It could have been full Ugh. circle. <laughs> yeah, it just, it feels, it feels weird. And you guys even not. mentioned something during the pod too, or during the live read that, uh, like the dung plan was good, but don't include dung in it. First of all, like I, 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 I oddly trust him to come up with a, a good shady plan because he knows how to get yeah. in, in and out of yeah, places. Right. So I'm like, this maybe is a good plan, but this is the first layer. Then you incorporate Fred and George on it and be like, okay, what guy, what can you guys implement? Into that it? was yep. a big mistake. Yep. Like right how they're brilliant. Saw. And then even Mundungus mm-hmm. or even uh, uh, Kingsley. Like this guy's protecting the prime minister, the Muggle prime minister. You're like, this guy probably has some good ideas. What can yep. he incorporate in it? It's like in, in book one when they incorporated all these teachers' different yes. plans. They have to do something with that. It has to be layered. But maybe this is why they're not, like Dumbledore came up with that idea. Maybe this is like showing that they're a little bit flatter without Dumbledore. Yeah, you're they're right. Like not quite as in-depth without mm. Dumbledore. They're not playing that 3D chess, you know? <laughs> exactly. Dumbledore was thinking a lot of steps ahead. They're playing um, normal chess, not they wizard's are not, chess. Yeah. They're almost playing checkers. It's mm. so basic. No, it was, it was a good thought. It just, uh, they didn't anticipate someone betraying them. And they all knew that, well, actually, not betrayal. They all knew the Death Eaters knew their plan. Yeah. They still don't know how. We don't know how. But, yeah. I also wonder if they should have timed, like, two at a time. Yeah, agreed. Still wouldn't know who was who. Agreed. Yeah, Yeah. like, if if just two people left and they're like, this is Harry, they would throw everything they could at it. And then the next Harry goes off in a different way. No, but then they would warn the other ones, like, hey, there's something, someone. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then everyone's (laughs) lives would be at risk. Mm -hmm. Well, they probably still would go up, but at least they'd be prepared. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's crazy. Felt too simple. Yep. Um, there's some other funny ones when they're changing. Um, it says, from inside his cloak, Moody now withdrew a flask of what looked like mud. There was no need for him to say another word. Harry understood the rest of the plan immediately. No, he said loudly, his voice ringing through the kitchen. No way. I told them you'd take it like this, said Hermione, with a hint of complacency. If you think I'm going to let six people risk their lives, because it's the first time for all, all of us, uh, said Ron. <laughs> this is different, pretending to be me. Well, none of us us really fancy it, Harry, said Fred earnestly. (laughs) 
<laughs> Imagine if something went wrong. We were all stuck as a specky, scrawny gets forever. Harry <laughs> did not smile. That was and, funny. Yeah, it goes on, um, which is like another funny little thing. They might, uh, Moody says this, they might not be able to get at your house while your mother's charm holds, but it's about to break and they know the rough position of the place. Our only chance is to use decoys. Even you know who can't split himself into seven. Harry caught Hermione's <laughs> eye and looked away at once. So Potter, some of your hair, if you please. So there's always this question: Why doesn't Harry talk to the other people about Voldemort splitting himself into seven? I thought Dumbledore said not to. Mm-hmm. But why does Dumbledore say not to? Because he's afraid of a mole. I think the element of surprise must be really important in this. Mm. And he's hoping that Voldemort doesn't know. That people know. That people know. Mm. Because if that gets out, then he's going to double protect. Yeah, because then he would just go and get one of the Horcruxes and protect it personally. Or maybe he's already doing that, but he would do something to switch it up. Mm. Or he would just go check on the Horcruxes and see that uh, R.A.B. already took care of one. And so it's better to just like let Voldemort kind of forget about it. I hope he took it. care of all of them, to be honest. Yeah. How many more could he have taken care of? He just goes through and starts taking care of a bunch. It just seems like a lost cause because I was like, I still think if Dumbledore could barely do it, how the heck is Harry supposed yeah, to do this? For sure. Yep. For sure. And how did <laughs> R.A.B. do point. it when Dumbledore needed Harry and with the boat? I know. R.A.B. seemed for... to do it like no big deal. Just in and out. And he's being all playful, <laughs> writing little notes as he leaves. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Harry and Dumbledore are fighting for their very lives. <laughs> and so it just felt funny. Like R.A.B. was crushing it. But that's what makes me think like maybe the, that person was on the dark side and then like left because maybe he right. knows tricks. Mm. He knows, yeah, that that is of fair. Of the dark magic that like maybe Dumbledore wouldn't know. That's why I want Harry to find him and I want him to still be alive and able to help Harry mm. guide why him Why can't he ask like the Order of the Phoenix, hey guys, does anyone know who this is? Yeah, he definitely should. In in a clever way. He's not good at being clever. Neither is Hermione. <laughs> I'm just Ron. thinking of when she went into the uh, Morgan and Burks it, and was like asking questions and yeah, it was so was obvious. So if they could find a clever way of asking or I don't know, let the twins in on it. And then we trust the kids. We don't trust the adults. Yeah. So mm. even going back to the RAB thing, when you are trying to get this Horcrux in a cave, you seem to need two people. RAB didn't seem to need two people because mm. it was only him or is this guy a little bit more shady than we think because did someone die in the cave and he just is like okay he sacrificed with that. someone and yeah and i feel like that's where you that's sometimes you might need dark a dark side. vigilante mm. you know someone who's willing to do things that harry isn't if harry was willing to kill stan oh. he would have gotten away and if hagrid died because of that little bit or anyone else died for that matter like harry wanted to save stan that's great, but that genuinely could have cost someone their life. Yep. And and this is another thing where it's a terrible way of saying it, but R.A.B. might just be looking at it like Voldemort killing him is more important than anything else because every second he's alive is a risk to all of humanity. Mm. So if one person has to die for this, it's okay. Mm. And maybe he imperious someone. For the someone. greater good. The Eddie. greater good. Um, this is a start, start oh, of my dark storyline. Um, <laughs> but it's just, uh, 
what I'm thinking is, what if he gets a Death Eater, and he actually captured someone we would think is evil mm. and brought them in That's under the Imperius curse say. to drink the thing? <laughs> oh, sorry, Jen. <laughs> it's better than him capturing some innocent villager and being mm. like, drink this thing and die. <laughs> If Moving he's, on. <laughs> if he's truly pure, do you actually think that he brought someone else in and maybe just didn't know the plan and the person accidentally died? Do you think maybe he himself drank the poison just on his own and was able to just muscle his way through it? Like, Do you think he had, had any help? I did not think he had help. Hmm. I didn't either until right now. But I was thinking he knew a, a little sneaky workaround. Like these are riddles that can be solved. Yeah. And Dumbledore, instead of wandering through this riddle maze, he just plowed through the the walls, you know? Like, this was the brute force approach in my mind. But I do feel like my my instinct was R.A.B. found a, a better way with a little more finesse to get through. Mm. So my he turn? just... <laughs> it's always your turn. <laughs> I just, I'm just waiting for Jen to say, yeah, like... I feel like there was some ancient magic involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't actually going to say that yet. Yeah, okay, nice. Um, <laughs> no, I was wondering if R.A.B. was actually like like a right-hand man or left-hand man <laughs> where like Snape was obviously close with mm-hmm. our, um, Voldemort. But I wondered if R.A.B. was as close and he was following along and helping set up this Horcruxes or was he secretive about this because i don't know i know not all the death eaters know about it right but maybe some of them did that were close to him Mm. and maybe they helped set it up too so maybe he was an insider person that turned on him and then that would explain how he could do things on his own yeah or he could also bring someone like a bellatrix level in and kill them during the thing that's fair man and and be assuming it is Regulus because that's what we're thinking and that is the best theory. That would make sense because he was a Death Eater and he turned good. So imagine he was good most of that time or the whole time. And like you're saying, Voldemort says, go put this Horcrux here, do this thing. And he's like, yep, sure thing. But he never even puts the Horcrux there. He just puts mm-hmm. a little note saying, gotcha. And then he destroys the Horcrux mm-hmm. on the side. That'd be cool and he could have done that for multiple Horcruxes. Because he had Malfoy holding on to one of them, yep. right? So what would... It would mm. make sense that he had other people. Yeah. They yep. didn't know what it was. But maybe, but maybe some smart people knew. Yep. Maybe Regulus did know. I like that theory. Yeah, that is the, <laughs> the best theory, I think. We're going to find out. We're yeah. totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are way off, but I'm just going to let you guys go on these McGonagall theories. McGonagall is Harry's grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. That's still so possible. Good, yeah. That's still a great theory. Um, yeah. Harry's, uh, the polyjuice potion, it turns at once, it turns a clear, bright gold when Harry drops his, his nice. uh, DNA that, into That feels it. good. Yeah. Is there any significance to it? Because there's another thing that comes, that happens later in this chapter that I want to talk about. Maybe we'll talk about now, but when Harry, his wand involuntarily oh. pops up and finds Voldemort, mm-hmm. it's a gold spell that comes out of it pretty intense what the heck is that ancient magic there it is, <laughs> there it is. Yay. i'm baiting you now i'm just baiting you to say for it. all those playing the drinking game at home right? take a drink <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was cool what does the gold mean we've never really seen gold like that before right 
No golden spells. He would know. You're the one that takes notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think we have, but it's possible. No, I don't, I wondered, I don't think so. Does it have anything to do with like turning of age hmm. for him? I don't think he's quite there yet because they left early. So yeah. I think we're still a few days from his yeah, birthday. It's like puberty. He's like changing. Yeah. Changing. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, maybe. But still gold is significant. And I was thinking that when they did the <laughs> okay, polyjuice. Dismiss <laughs> <laughs> when they did the polyjuice for Crab and Goyle, I don't remember. And Hermione was an amateur compared to Moody, I'm sure. But that polyjuice was sludge. It was like mud. It, it was not pretty. Right. And this is gold. Mm. It's like a good looking poly juice. So is that an indication of Harry's character or like the type of person you're going to become? Like if you're becoming someone evil, it's black. <laughs> oh, if you're becoming someone sludge. good, it's gold. Yeah. Well, because the, they were crab and goyle, right? Yeah. They were like Yeah, yeah, gross. exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like that <laughs> was like maybe mud. a really glo- like gross poly juice. And maybe Hermione <laughs> didn't funny. know what she was doing. She did end up turning into a cat. I yeah. forget all the situation there. but <laughs> That was the funniest meme that you sent me. I was dying with Beauty and the Beast and Belle. And all of a sudden, <laughs> it's her child a cat. is that cat from Harry That was so funny. It's their child. Yep. And when I first glanced, I was like, what is this? I was like, oh, my God. That's funny. Um. But yeah, I even love the line where Hermione goes, mm, Harry, you look you look much more tasty than Crab and Goyle. Or she says something like that. And <laughs> yeah, Ron yeah, yeah. gives like, like a scowling look at Hermione. <laughs> it's so funny. I do love in this in the midst of how serious this is that there's so many good little light moments of like Fred and George mm. cracking jokes of even like Floor saying, oh, I'm hideous, Bill. Turn away. You're like laughing at certain parts that happen. Mm. But then it's just so intense for certain yeah. things. She's so good at just changing the tune. Um, out of all the people who are guarding, who would you want as your guard? Out of these seven people. So we have Hagrid. We have um, Bill. Mr. Weasley. Tonks. Moody and L- Lupin, Kingsley. Lupin, Moody, and Kingsley. Right? I, I yeah. That's eight. I did eight. Hold on. Tonks, Lupin, Hagrid. Um, Bill, no, yeah, Bill, yeah, Tonks, Lupin, Hagrid, Bill, Bill Mr. Moody, Weasley, Mr. Weasley, Moody, Kingsley, Kingsley. Oh, you said, Hagrid. yeah, and so both it. of the twins were Harry's, yeah, not guards because yeah. I feel like the twins would be pretty good. I know, seriously, they're just they're scrappy, yeah, but they don't know <laughs> as much as Moody or Kingsley, yeah, for sure. I like those, so it'd be too, hard to yeah. pass on Moody or Kingsley, and that's what yeah. the Death Eaters went after. But if I was Harry. I feel like I'd I'd want to I'd want to workshop the plan. I feel like hearing the plan would still not give me the warm fuzzies. Mm. Um, it didn't make me feel that comfortable in general. But what was the original plan? Because remember when they were like, "Oh, it's not happening as original," and no one questioned it, and then they said Moody's coming later than this time. Remember yeah. that? And I yep. said, "Why is anyone questioning who yeah. those people? I forget who they mm-hmm. were that were taking his uncle and aunt. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Daedalus and uh, yeah. Hesia." They just showed up. They're like, the plan changed. Yeah. But what was that plan? To just drive mm. them outside of the boundary, like even outside of Surrey a little bit, and for them to just disapparate into a safe house. That's literally all you know that, about their plan. Mm. Uh, but it is weird that nothing was really confirmed. It's just two random people that Harry has really never seen before. That could have been a before. stupid car then. They could have had a car, put a charm on it, all get in the car, and they drive off. Well, yeah. that's kind of what they did. 
there there might not have been a charm on it but they drove off to a, sp- a certain spot and then they yeah. just operated to the safe house but like harry could have hopped in the trunk and yeah just, seriously like, yeah even don't even tell the dursleys and just that throw so him in dumb. there secretly I didn't and realize then that yeah. was a plan because I mean, yeah i don't know you so even funny. have that uh you remember when um at the ministry of magic when they go or not at ministry at the Quidditch World Cup where they go into the tent and the tent like yes, is this right. massive thing. They could do that with something smaller like a suitcase. Put Harry, like let him walk into the suitcase but where it's then, this big open room. Like wow, yeah. Tons of space. Put it in the trunk of a car and then let it drive off, you know, yep. all the way to the countryside that's of Great Britain ridiculous. and then he just disapparates to the borough. Mm-hmm. To me, that's like the easiest plan. And, and I feel like blending but in. then who changed like the plan? Be because then I feel like whoever changed the plan was the one that was the mole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if there was a mole. Um, it was Dung's plan. That's what they were saying. Dung came up with a plan. Undungus. Yeah. Dung Fletch. Which is also the one that got away. Yep. But Harry's very adamant about this, and we'll talk about this next chapter, but he is adamant that no one gave it up willingly, that he thinks someone did it accidentally. Yeah. Because everyone's pointing the finger and everyone's like starting to oh, look at Hagrid because Hagrid. Hagrid's real. I feel know. like he said that to defend Hagrid though, yeah. not because he necessarily, because he hates Dung. Yeah, it's true. So I feel like it was more of just not, and he doesn't want everyone to fall apart. Yeah. Because that's what the Death Eaters and Voldemort would want. So I get it, but it is it is weird. But in this magical also, world, I don't know. like... I don't know. Maybe there wasn't a mole because the two guys that are <laughs> Voldemort and Snape can read anyone's mind. Yeah. So yeah. could they be so good that they could read someone's <laughs> so, mind sneakily yeah. or when they're sleeping or like some other thing like that? Yeah. Hard to say. Hmm. Anyway. Who? Yeah. Who would be the easiest to read their mind? That's actually another interesting one. I feel like everyone's. Yeah. No one knows Occlumency yeah. out of that group. Yep. Dumbledore was barely good at it, right? To teach, he said Snape was. Well, I don't know. So Dumbledore says he would actually be good at it, but he didn't want to train Harry at that moment because he knew too much information, and he didn't want like the connection that Voldemort had to be able to. Yeah. Figure something out that Dumbledore has. Yeah. He didn't want to like have I a closer relationship. Snape helped with things. I know it's absurd, but even like this is an unforgivable part. You're like. Because it's funny when you guys, I think you mentioned two podcasts ago or last podcast, you're like, I still hope that Snape is like good, you know? But there's moments in that that just like further confirm how evil he is. He's he's putting a killing curse on one of the twins and or the Sectumsemper one. Yep. Which is even crazier. Yep. It's like, I'm not trying to kill you with magic. I'm trying to kill you the old muggle way. Slicing you in half. It's nuts. It's absurd that he does that. And to that. be that close to the head, I mean, good thing he was paying attention. But that kind of spell seems so violent. It's like sending like a That's the one razor that blade at somebody. Yeah. Malfoy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're yeah, right. Harry did the Malfoy. I don't think he realized the um the power of it then. Mm-hmm. I hope he wouldn't have done it if he realized. But, but I also, like, oof. you could just make up your own spells. Yeah, I don't know how spell creation works. That's a really fascinating because, discussion. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably some way that you can make it work, but this this spell is like it's not even just razor blades. It's like swords come and like slash you yeah. across the body. So I, there must have been some kind of creation, and that's how you know Snape is even so weird is that he's thinking of different ways to torture people through this. Like he's like inventing this spell that it's like swords come and like literally cut you. And you're but like, then okay, he this guy. also has the antidote to it. 
Yeah, for sure. Because he knows how to heal dark yep, matter. So for Snape sure. could probably put the ear back on George. Ooh, wow. That's a great question. Fascinating. Hmm. He probably could. Very servant of the high priest, you know? Yeah. <laughs> put the ear back on, you know? Oh, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> um, I was like, I don't know where that's from. <laughs> I feel like... He must have been sitting experimenting with all random words in, I'm just assuming Latin or something, mm. and trying to find spells. That's true. He had no friends, so that makes sense. Mm. Like, he yeah. just was with his books. And the, it, to me, maybe that would be the kind of thing that would be highly controlled in the Which Wizarding World. Like, even the, the Latin or whatever else, it's like, these are the, the fundamentals of spells. So that might be protected by the ministry or whoever else. But Snape somehow was able to get his hands on some... Uh, hmm some hidden gems and then start experimenting Ugh. with word combos. Ugh. It's definitely more than let's just like you say a Latin word. Cause then no. <laughs> and you maybe have to line up the feelings yeah. that you have and the emotion and certain wand like movements. Yeah, yeah, I feel sure. like the wand movement isn't something that comes up in the book very much, mm. but it, it's on the, um, Hogwarts legacy It's all over the place. You have yeah. To, like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like in the video game or in the app for, um, <laughs> What was that thing where we did the house yeah, test? Yeah, like yeah. wand movement seems to matter, even though it hasn't been referenced in the book yet. But that would make sense if yeah. that was a part of it. Agreed. Yeah, that makes sense. Who would uh, just quick? Who would you guys want to guard you though? Out of the seven people here, did you say your answer? Yeah, Mad Eye Moody or yeah. Kingsley. Yeah. Danny didn't say. Uh, yeah, those two are my top choice. Mm. I- I'd love to experiment with other people, but. In the actual moment, if I feared for my life, I, I couldn't see myself picking anyone else. Yeah, it would have sure. to be one of them. Same. Yeah. Yeah, other people would be good for different reasons. I'd be too distracted with the tongue, so I couldn't go with tongues. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Respect. And then there's all sorts of other things. Flying on the magic carpet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think you have to pair Mr. Weasley up with one of his sons because then he's going to fight a little bit harder. Yep. If you paired him up with like just a random like Hermione, he would fight for sure. But like you have the fatherly instinct in him, so you have to pair him up with that. Um, like Bill is great, but you know he's an obvious choice with uh, Floor. Um, Lupin is another interesting one. He's great. I feel like he's great theoretically as a teacher in real life. Yep. I would probably choose Kingsley and and uh, Moody over both of them. Or what if um, all the Harrys switched it up randomly and came back and every person thought they were with the real Harry? So mm. they're all fighting yeah. for Harry in the moment. Yeah. I'm not sure if that would actually make sense. But again, keeping the randomness so that even the people don't know which one is yeah, Harry. Yeah, for sure. Then let Hedwig go and call it a day. But there is good. a thing, too, where I think they're fighting for something. Because, yes, they care about Harry and they want to protect Harry. But the people that they're fighting for currently that they're with. They care about like Mr. Even Weasley more. cares probably a little bit more yeah, than, right. about Fred and George than he does about Harry, even though mm. he really, truly cares. There's got to be some like level your own son. You're right. Same thing. Bill probably he'd fight for yep. Harry 100 percent, but he doesn't know Harry that Floor. well, but not as much as Floria. Yeah, Floor you're right. Like you're right. Girl. So <laughs> that's going to get that. right? performance out of everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of um, Ocean's 12. Uh, spoiler alert. Mute it if anyone's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, where they're trying to move that egg, the really fancy yeah, yeah, egg, yeah. it's worth millions and millions or whatever it was. Yeah. And then they had this whole elaborate thing where the museum was moving the egg and they kind of assume that it was all they're doing a full front attack on this whole museum. And then they find out that it was actually being brought 
on a subway by a normal dude in a backpack yeah. as the distraction because all of the chaos. Yep. And I feel like that's what they should have done here where during all of this, Harry could have already been in the trunk with the Dursleys mm-hmm. or better yet, just Polyjuice is a muggle just walking down the street like an innocent person. That would have been um, great. I know. Hopping on a bus, not the night bus, just a normal bus yep. and taking muggle transport I feel like would have been better than uh, anything else. And yep. Harry would know the well, I was just thinking because some of them like don't understand the Muggle world, but, but Harry, Harry does, and yeah. so would Hermione. The two yep. of them could have went together. Yep. Yeah, agreed. Seriously, I, don't I can picture plan. Harry just riding a horse through the countryside, you know? <laughs> <laughs> to the going to the burrow, bare naked. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't think so. Wait, that's what I was thinking. Wait, no, I would draw some attention. <laughs> All of a sudden, I mean, he's on the Muggle. I news. guess I meant bareback and. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> so they're both bare Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe, when he like one of his first things oh, after he yeah, was yeah. like naked. It was a Broadway right? play where he yeah, was naked or something. It. Yep. <laughs> bareback and bareback. It's funny that's where your mind went. <laughs> Through Jen. the muggle countryside. <laughs> okay, so the plan is Harry, strip down completely naked, get on this horse, and start riding away from Surrey. <laughs> no one's gonna be able to tell it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is, <laughs> is, nice uh, <laughs> I can't, so funny. Is Stan Shunpike actually a Death Eater? At first I thought yes, but then once they started listing people that were in Azkaban that are now a Death Eater, mm. I feel like they probably are innocent mm. forced to do this. Yeah, I'm not as loyal to Stan as Harry is. I think he's a little weird <laughs> yeah. and like... Yeah, I don't know why he's sticking up for him so much. Harry is so loyal to him. Like, in my mind, kind of to a fault, because uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he was a Death Eater. Yeah. Um, but maybe he's more like Mundungus, where he's weird and awkward, but he, that doesn't make him evil. But I don't know. It, it did feel a little weird. I was like, Stan could be evil. Why are mm. you so sure, Harry? You met him for like five minutes one time. I don't know. Um, so I just feel like... After you've been deceived by Snape, who was literally your teacher, how can you be that so confident that some random stranger Dumbledore? is like, yeah, like, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, Stan, I'll never betray Stan. <laughs> Why are you so loyal to this random yeah. dude? Um, I still understand his instincts and I like Harry for it, uh, but I'm not as convinced as he is that Stan is innocent. Yeah, for sure. He might be. Yeah, but also it's like, why couldn't he have done anything else? He could have. He didn't have to kill him. He probably can't even kill someone with his spells harry because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to kill anyone but why expelliarmus sense. like then expelliarmus is uh, to me it's the most logical option to do you think so instead because, of like stupefiers oh because then cause they'll stupefy, die because yeah, they're yeah, so high ron up. stupefied someone and then tonks had fell hundreds of feet to their death so ron's that's a murderer now <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> if, and and if harry stupefies someone like that's the thing like the lupin is saying like we're in war you have to like take risks you have to stupefy people even mm-hmm. if you think they're gonna die like that this is the way forward and Harry just wants to disarm him, so his wand is out. If he doesn't have his wand and he's flying on rooms, like he can't really do anything. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, but they're with other option. Death Eaters, and then some other Death Eater who does have his wand, Akio wand, gets the wand, tosses his wand yeah. back, and then like it doesn't do enough. That's a great point. <laughs> you know, like then I'm That's just thinking, point. at least if you stupefy, you're you're forcing the Death Eaters to decide between saving this person yeah. or letting them fall. And either way. You're then down one or two Death Eaters but that are chasing this you. This is why we love Harry because he doesn't. Yeah. Even, he he knows that they're not going to make a choice, or that he knows that the choice that they would probably make as Death Eaters would be to not follow that person down and save yeah. them. That they're supposed to pursue Harry, and Harry's so 
um, like compassionate, even That's to people he doesn't, he thinks gold. are, yeah, he, You're are, so are evil. Golden. Yeah, he's so, he's pretty golden. Yeah, golden heart, and maybe that's why his polyjuice is so pure, yeah. and maybe that's why his wand fights hard for him. Yeah, even though that is weird. Maybe that's why he can he could ride bare naked on a horse, <laughs> <laughs> and no one would find him. Yeah, no one would find him. He's gold. Yep. or chase him. <laughs> um, this is the scene that you that. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally. I love. I love that so much. That was so funny. Are you picturing it? Yeah. <laughs> because I'm just picturing when his first like out of like Harry Potter. He's like, I'm just gonna be naked. <laughs> I can't picture it. <laughs> uh, this is the line that we get in the in, when the Classic. Harry says expel Hermes. Free flying. Yep. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> Um, this is the line we get when he says Expelliarmus. Harry felt the bike drop a little. Hmm. <laughs> Though the lights down on the ground still seem remote as stars. <laughs> then the scar on his forehead burned like a fire. As a Death Eater appeared on either side of the bike, two killing curses missed Harry by millimeters, cast from behind. And then Harry saw him. Voldemort was flying like smoke on the wind, without a broomstick or a thestral to hold him. His snake-like face gleaming out of the blackness his white fingers raising his wand again. How terrifying is that scene? Disgusting. Oh he's actually able to fly now. And even some of them mention it later. But then they are, he, he's about to cast a killing curse and Harry thinks this. It says, it was over. He could not see or hear where Voldemort was. He glimpsed another Death Eater swooping out of the way and heard Avada as the pain from Harry's scar forced his eyes shut. His wand acted of its own accord. He felt it drag his hand around like some great magnet, saw a spurt of golden fire through his half-closed eyelids, heard a crack and a scream of fury. The remaining Death Eater yelled. Voldemort screamed, no! Somehow, Harry found his nose inches from the dragon fire button. He punched it with his wand free hand, and his bike shot more flames into the air, hurling straight toward the ground. So, again, I asked before, but what happened here? There's a golden spell, so let's say it's ancient magic. But how is Harry's wand acting of its own accord when it's not even the, the correct wand that Voldemort's using? He's using, using Lucius's wand. Hmm. I feel like this is about, it's no longer about um, Priori and Cantatum. It's about mm. Harry and Harry's wand, or even Fox, maybe. This gold, this, um, I don't know. Could it be that, like, since his... I know it's early for like the change, but the charm could it be like whatever the charm is on the house protecting him hmm. is now transferring to his wand because he's an adult? Huh. Interesting. Hmm. Like his mother's love. They keep saying, like, your mom died and like the love curse. <clears throat> so so could that be could it transform as he ages? So like look a little different as he gets older. Hmm. It could. Because it is it's something beyond Harry, right? So it has to be something from his mom, something Dumbledore set up, something that happens when Fox was doing the lament. You know, it has to be something more. Um and then the golden thing could be about the purity of Harry's heart, or like the wand has an instinct for the greater good. <laughs> uh or is it like you know how the wand picks you? So like mm -hmm. maybe they knew like maybe when you have your perfect match of a wand, you could it just it does what needs mm. to be done. Yeah, and it like hmm. knows what need. Yeah, knows what needs to be done. 
Yeah. I think the... Um, They're soulmates. The fact that it... Yeah, the fact that it, like, moved his arm and, like, it... it <laughs> It feels just weird. Like it, the it, he wasn't controlling the wand; the wand was controlling him. Hmm. So they can choose their master, and then they can choose to do <laughs> spells too. Maybe, or maybe it's in like times of trouble. Yeah, yeah. It takes over. I mean, it seems like it, but, it never but we've never seen before. it before. Yeah, that's, that's why, why I'm like with the charm. Maybe it's What's something yeah. with it, like transforming, mm-hmm. or Dumbledore's in the wand. Dumbledore's in the wand. His spirit. His spirit is in the wand. He can, Dumbledore he can, froze can do things him, from the spirit world. So maybe he added something to his mm-hmm. wand. Mm. Did, yeah, did Dumbledore do something during the time when he, he froze Harry on top of the astronomy tower? It's an interesting what question. What can you do to a wand? A spell that makes the wand do Fight crazy things. So here's, here's maybe another question. If... Um, Wands aren't seeming to work against Harry. How is Voldemort going to kill Harry? Is there maybe this, like, what is his plan to kill Harry? He's going to do it with his bare hands. Hmm. Voldemort doesn't seem like he would do something. Like Snape well, maybe would Ollivander, do it. Ollivander, right? Yeah, for sure. So There's something. Is there something with Ollivander? Is Ollivander going to give him like the the wand to beat all wands? You know. Like, I, well, I feel like well maybe. Could there be a wand that's that much better than other wands? It seems like Harry's is now the best wand ever. Yeah, for sure. If it's beaten Voldemort multiple times, it's starting to feel pretty confident in itself. Um, like what? That, that that's an interesting thing too. One of my friends who was reading this, after he finished like book two or three, he's like, the thing I'm interested in most is wands and wand lore, um, and especially when he got to this this section. I remember him talking about like w- there has to be something that Ollivander knows but what is this thing is that like why does he have Ollivander there is Dumbledore or is Voldemort's knowledge of wands just not obviously not as good as Voldemort Vold- uh, Ollivander but huh. what is going on here why is he keeping Ollivander yeah captive? you're right that is very specific so Voldemort knows it's a wand issue hmm. Voldemort is experienced enough well, to saw. say yeah he saw the the wands fighting each other but the fact that he is attributing it to the wand not Harry so it's not like, oh, Dumbledore did this thing to help Harry or Harry is so pure of heart that he can fight me. He's like, no, it's the wand. There is a wand thing that is causing trouble. Or maybe Voldemort has so many prisoners that Ollivander is just one of the many. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, I might as well ask everybody a few questions. But yeah, I don't know. He's like, uh, what could Ollivander know? What could be powerful about this wand? The... Uh, the champion one, the featherweight champion of the world. <laughs> like, um, let's even like this might sound like an absurd question, but what's like a wand ranking? Because Danny, you mentioned Harry's wand is probably the best in the world, but out of like the ones that we know, like is Voldemort's wand just lesser on the totem pole? Are wands? Yeah, you know, we know that wands choose a wizard, and that's like a really interesting idea. But why are there have to be certain wands that are more powerful than others? Like where does Dumbledore's wand rank? Where's where does Voldemort's wand rank? Where does Harry's wand? Where, where is, is Moody's? Wand? They probably buried it with him. I'm not sure to be honest, but but if it is like what you're saying, it is. Shouldn't someone take it? Yeah, that's actually a great question. But I was thinking it would it would be most powerful with its original owner. Like because mm, if the wand yeah. is choosing the wizard, will a wand that's been loyal to one wizard choose a different wizard? Yeah. Or does yeah, the wand kind of die with away. the wizard? Yeah, that, that's a that's an interesting one. Like, what would make a wand change its, I guess, allegiance to 
an owner. But it could just not work. I mean, I don't know if it wouldn't work. But Voldemort but... took other people's wands, right? And look so what obviously, happened. yeah. Wait, it's not like it didn't work. It just didn't work to the capacity that True. he wanted it to. Yeah, agreed. So like Dumbledore's would probably be very powerful. So like, so like Harry have two wands. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> he's dual wielding wands right now. And Neville got a new wand. Mm-hmm. Ron got his wand replaced when it broke. So we've seen a lot of people change wands, but I'm still thinking the longer you use a wand, the better it gets. Or it's like going to the gym, like you get stronger. <laughs> so the wand is getting all this like all yeah. this workout all the time. <laughs> Harry's like there's uh, a montage of the wand working out. <laughs> yeah, with the rocky gym. music. Yeah. So I'm just thinking if if the wand, I'm imagining the the bond between <laughs> wand and user <laughs> strengthens, <laughs> and the wand itself becomes more yeah. powerful as it's doing things gaining experience so and there's something about this too where like if a wand is just handed over like i think this happens with um with ron when a wand is just handed over to him and given to him it doesn't respond exactly at that well like lucius gives voldemort his wand and uh, it just doesn't respond so is there something that like a wand would do that would make it make him make it change its mind and want to like work for another wizard rather than the current one that it's well, with. Well, obviously now we know something's up with wands. Mm. Like maybe it'd be purity of heart. Although that's what I'm thinking with Harry, but also maybe not all wands are good. Yeah. Like if a wand chose Voldemort, unless wands are all like smart enough to conspire against Voldemort from the beginning. But like <laughs> yeah. it just it's feels weird. And we don't know like this whole priori and cantatum if Ollivander planned it and could foresee with a prophecy mm. that Voldemort was going to be bad and try and sabotage a wand from the beginning or and then say, all right, we got to make another one with Fox's feather so that we can like, you know, have a balance here. Or if it was more of they're just making a bunch of wands and then mm. Voldemort grabs one and they're like, whoa, that was weird. And then all of a sudden Harry grabs the other. They're like, even weirder that there's only one other wand like this. So maybe it was all just random, but we know that um, when Lockhart used Ron's wand, Ron's wand was on the Fritz, Mm -hmm. but as soon as Lockhart tried to use it blew up. Yeah. So it feels like, again, that was just a confirmation of like, it might be subtle, might be small, but when someone else uses a wand that isn't theirs, it's not the best. There is a learning curve to different wands, it seems. Mm. So that's why I'm, I just don't know how there could be a more powerful wand if a wand hasn't bonded with a person. Yeah. So, but age would be important if a yeah, wizard's been using R-A-B's a wand for wand. his whole life. Yeah, like R.A.B. If he's old, he's older than Sirius. If a wizard's been using a wand for 50 years, wouldn't that be better? Yeah. But or, Voldemort's been using his wand for so long, but then Harry beat him. Or like if a wand why is like wine. Why do class on this? Age yeah. is like wine. In Hogwarts. Seriously, like wand lore would be... A, Oh my gosh, huh. I would love that class, Jen. So true. <laughs> Please. But not everyone believes it. That's the thing though. Like the Malfoys sent someone to pick up yeah. Draco's wand. Yeah, seriously. And yeah. It's a great point. it feels like this is one of those things like prophecies. Some people say that divination is a super important class and it's like the core of everything. Other people are like, that thing's a joke. Yeah, it's probably the same with wands. Yeah, it like should that. be, right. But it's just funny because maybe nobody would take it. Would Harry even take it or would he scoff at it? Mm. Like he scoffs at divination. Yeah. Even though his whole life seems to be determined by divination. Um, So (laughs) I don't know. Interesting. We'll come back to this maybe a little bit at the end of this, the next chapter. But anything else in this one before we go for real quick into the chapter 15? We're all looking at Danny. (laughs) I don't think there's anything else. The only thing is uh, it said 
Hagrid's bike was enormous. And I was like, yeah, it was Sirius's bike. So why is it enormous? It should be a normal size bike for a normal size Sirius. So my only (laughs) thought is Dumbledore made it large (laughs) for Hagrid. Agreed. Yeah. So that was sweet of Dumbledore or Sirius. Yeah. Um, And do we know Selwyn? At the end, I think it was Voldemort Mm -hmm. who said, Selwyn, give me your wand. And I'm like, I think this is the first we're hearing of Selwyn. I think it's the first, yeah. Hmm. It might have been mentioned very, very in, in a, in a dif- briefly in a different um, thing, but yeah. I don't know. Danny keeps track of names. So <laughs> yeah. I didn't write it down during the live read. I didn't go back either. Yeah. But I'm wondering why Voldemort doesn't have a whole vest full of wands. He can be just whipping through wands. Maybe he every time he really thinks this is the last wand he'll ever need. But he keeps why like asking he for other people. His own. He's so smart. Oh. Make your own wand. Ooh, do you maybe think he's that, trying to. Yeah, maybe that's why he has Volamander. Uh, I keep saying Volamander. Volamander. <laughs> is Volamander going to like craft his uh, a distinct wand for him? Oof. Now that he would be, that would be legit. On him. Yeah. Maybe that would be awesome. Be like, yeah, I'll make any wand you want. Yeah. And then have it ex- kill him when he uses hmm. it. So they haven't used a truth serum on Ollivander. That's weird. Wouldn't yeah, Snape right. be making one of those? And it seems like they're not using Imperius either. And you would think they would. It makes me think Ollivander is so good they can't get to him with that stuff. <laughs> and maybe he he can't what be. What is Ollivander's wand like? That would be cool. Mm. Maybe mm. he has the best wand. Mm. He just doesn't use it. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, um, obviously he got captured, so I'm probably not. <laughs> All right, let's go on to chapter uh, 15, yeah. Fallen Warrior. Give let's... me a very quick summary of this. We'll go over this one quicker. All right, nice. Are we? <laughs> Ish. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll go over this one a little faster. This is the one where they're all gathering back at yeah. the borough. Yeah. The borough? Yep. And then at the end, I don't know if there's anything important. They were like waiting that, for At the end, he sees Voldemort. Again, yeah, at right? the end, there's a, the vision with Voldemort and Ollivander, yeah. Mm. But it's like there's oh, a whole yeah. information download of like, the, it's like a recap of the previous chapter. There's like a lot of yeah. stress over people who have died or not died. Yeah. It's like a very yeah. antsy chapter because you're not mm. sure who the fallen warrior is. Initially, the, it's great because this chapter you're like Hagrid. <laughs> yep. If it's Hagrid, I'm going to rip this book in shreds. <laughs> but quickly you learn it's not, which is great. Um, but this is another line that we get a little later in the chapter. No sooner had Mrs. Weasley bent over her son then Lupin grabbed Harry by the upper arm and dragged him, none too gently, back into the kitchen, where mm-hmm. Hagrid was still attempting to ease his bulk through the back door. Oi, said Hagrid indignantly. Let go of him. Let go of Harry. Lupin ignored him. What creature sat in the corner the first time that Harry Potter visited my office at Hogwarts, he said, giving Harry a small shake. Answer me. Uh, a Grindelow in a tank, wasn't it? Lupin released Harry and fell back against the kitchen cupboard. What was that about? roared Hagrid. I'm sorry, Harry, but I had to check, said Lupin tersely. We've been betrayed. Voldemort knew that you were being moved tonight, and the only people who could have been told or who could have told him were directly involved in the plan. You might have been an imposter. So who do you think is the betrayer here? Is it just obvious that it's uh, Mundungus? Or are we just kind of going along with uh, Harry's plan? Because too, because we talked about that before. Is Harry's plan? It was Harry's idea here, the best idea that no one really act, no one purposely gave up the information. It was probably just accidental, or I even what so. Jen was saying with, uh, um, like they infiltrated someone's mind with uh, illegitimacy, something like that. I would hope so. Mm. I don't want to go with that because everything else is falling apart. So yeah, and they had said <laughs> something else. Somebody made that point. It might have been Tonks who said. 
they must have just overheard it because they knew when Harry was being moved, but they didn't know about the plan of seven Harrys. That threw them off. Mm. So if they it was someone who betrayed, date, yeah, they knew the date, it seems. Or that's what Tonk said. So we don't know for sure. But I'm going to believe that. That made the most sense to me of they overheard part of the plan somehow or got that information not because somebody betrayed them, but just because they're very clever or good mm -hmm. at it or, you know, sneaky stuff. And then they didn't get the whole plan. So they didn't get the part where they were going to split or have all the clones of Harry. Yeah. So, yeah. A part of me while we're like saying this, though, is just funny because I feel like Harry doesn't need protection because like something yeah. is always happening to yeah. protect him on his own. <laughs> yep. So like people are dying and stuff for no reason. Yeah. Like, just send Harry just naked out on a horse. <laughs> Honestly, go. Just, you know, they're he not going to be able to his touch wand. him. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> just give him a wand. His wand's going to act of its own accord. It's all he needs. Not because after you saw this, you're like, he doesn't need help from anyone. He, yeah. His wand is help, like, he's protected Seriously. by ancient magic. <laughs> he doesn't need anyone. Yep. 100%. Which is probably nice in a way for Voldemort. It keeps getting like defeated. Like chipping away at his ego mm -hmm. every time. Yep. He encounters this young boy. <laughs> and it's good because I think it's it's gonna make Voldemort sloppy. Because yeah. he's gonna be angry and acting mm. out of like impulse rather than planning, mm. which is good. Hmm. I like that. Then we have so this. So what line. other creature is he part since now he can fly? He's part snake and part <laughs> Oh yeah, that's so weird. Hippogriff? <laughs> like we haven't even seen Dumbledore fly. Yeah. So it's just weird that this is like some new thing. Yep. Sketchy. Advanced yeah, magic. He it's likes terrifying. This gross stuff. Mm. Sorry, what were you gonna ask? No, it's it is gross. It's weird. Uh another line that we have. The last words Albus Dumbledore spoke to the pair of us. Harry is the best hope we have. Trust him, said Lupin calmly. What do you think Dumbledore meant by that? Like, why is Harry the last best hope that we have? Because he's part, he has part of him in it, and somehow mm. it wants to defeat. It's like Voldemort is in Harry, and that part wants to defeat Voldemort. <laughs> and like Voldemort can't even act mm. against him because it's like Voldemort wants to kill Voldemort. Right. Interesting. And then not only is part of Voldemort in Harry, but part of Harry is in Voldemort because of the. Initial spell that brought him back the little yeah. yeah, so it's like three to one. Yeah, so it's a very weird dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nicer if Dumbledore said Harry will defeat Voldemort, so trust Harry. But he's yeah. just saying Harry's your best hope. Yeah, he's, he's your best shot. Yeah, but it's yeah, still yeah. a gamble. I'm like, oh, that's not not the best. Um, well, because no one knows ancient magic that well because it's ancient. It seems that compared to Dumbledore. Nobody knows anything. <laughs> like these guys, yeah, they all feel so like true. chumps compared they to Dumbledore. Anything, they honestly do. Even Moody, even Kingsley, they're great, but they're that's they're like so little sad. kids I'm in like, comparison. What the heck's gonna happen? Mm -hmm. They're still thinking so like. They need basic. to find Rab because I feel like he knows what's going on. Yeah, seriously, yeah. And they gotta so, find some good old wizards. You know, like the people that were administering the tests um, for the OWLs, like those types of wizards, Ollivander, like people like that. I'm like, where where's the the old generation. You think they're going to try to I save like Moody Ollivander? is somewhat old. Yeah, yeah Moody is, he it was. seems. Yeah, he was. Oof. Rest Oof. In peace. 
Sorry. Poor Moody. <laughs> no, no, but you're right. <laughs> the only words Chris has said right. are his shots at Moody. John, correction. He's dead. (laughs) (laughs) But there have to be more. More of the elderly. Go to the wizard retirement home. (laughs) This chapter, along with this podcast, is good because we have serious moments and lighthearted moments. And I love some of the lighthearted moments in this chapter because they're having such serious conversation. And they're like, hey, like Lupin is strangling Harry trying to figure out who he is. And all of a sudden you get the line. That's what he should have done with them when they came to his house. For sure. They They should have all all done that stuff. It should have been so established that that was the plan like yeah. we have checks in place and we're gonna ask questions and we're mm-hmm. gonna quiz each other because it, it was just weird yep so i'm glad lupin at least did that even though they dropped that immediately after harry when they should have been doing that with everyone else who came in too yeah though they didn't do it again yep so you know but then you get this one start. which is a great line perhaps roused by the sound of fred and their father's arrival george stirred how do you feel georgie whispered mrs weasley george's fingers groped for the side of his head <laughs> Saint-like, he murmured. What's wrong with him, croaked Fred, <laughs> looking terrified. Is his mind affected? Saint-like, repeated George, opening his eyes and looking up at his brother. You see, I'm holy. Holy, Fred. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> it's so great. There's like It's such a serious chapter, and then the twins are still bringing yep. joy and laughter into a everyone's Florida so Line song too, though. Holy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then there's also like even other great, uh, great lines where um, Tonk says, Ron was great, said Tonks warmly, relinquishing your hold on Lupin. Wonderful. Stun one of the Death Eaters straight to his head. And when you're aiming at a moving target from a flying room, you did, said Hermione, gazing up at Ron with her arms still around his neck. Always the tone of surprise, he said a little grumpily, breaking free. <laughs> Are we the last back? So, I mean, there's a question. Did Ron kill someone? But I love the, the lighthearted moments in this chapter. We're like, they're still not so serious where they're like terrified and like only having serious conversation. They're still bringing lightheartedness. Like that's something that you don't see with Voldemort's followers. They try to make a joke and no one laughs. Voldemort's like grumpy about the whole thing. Yeah, you're right. But these guys are just kind of like still enjoying life, having fun. I wonder if Ron really intended to hit a dude in the face or Mm. if it was an accident. I think it might've been on purpose, but it also feels like it, just the fact that he pulled away grumpily a little bit makes me think he's still grappling with it a little bit. Yeah, for like sure. this is a this is a moment for him. Yeah. Maybe his grumpiness is like, yeah, a little fear that he actually Yeah. His his curse actually connected. Because even if that was his plan and even if he would do it do it again, um, if he could do it all over, I feel like that would still be quite a moment yeah. to like wrestle with, you know? Yep. And he's worried about other people. Are we the last back? Like he's, he just wants to make sure everyone's safe. So yeah. we love Ron. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, we get this little sad line right here. Mrs. Weasley ran forward, but the hug Bill bestowed upon her was perfunctory. Looking directly at his father, he said, Mad Eye's dead. And you, like you said before, it just kind of hits you. It's like it comes out of nowhere rather than like Hedwig's death, which is like you, you're in there. You're in the moment that it happens. Yep. But what do you? We talked about this before too. But maybe again, what are your quick thoughts on Moody's death? Hmm. Like, is he seemed like he was the leader of the order right now? Like, who's going to be next in charge, or is it kind of going to go into disarray? Is Harry going to really step up? It's weird, just because 
who put Kingsley in the prime minister protective role? Mm. In my mind, that was Moody. Or As Dumbledore Mo- left enough instructions that everyone kind of has like a bit of a plan going forward. Mm. I'd like to think there's more of a plan here because again, this isn't even uh, this isn't even the thing. This is just getting Harry to the next spot, but this is doing nothing to actually defeat Voldemort. Mm. And nobody else even knows about the Horcruxes. So as the rest of them are coming up with plans to like win the war, what is the plan? Yeah. Harry's the only one who knows about the Horcruxes and Ron and Hermione. So is he going to have to run away from them at some point mm. and and start trying to hunt down Horcruxes? And where's he even going to go? Well, like what's the next thing? So so far from Harry's perspective, he has no plan. But then what is Kingsley doing? Is he like, I can't think big picture. I'm just going to protect the prime minister mm. and keep doing my thing. But it feels like once Moody goes down, Kingsley should kind of be reevaluating and saying, oh, I might be the guy in charge now. Like maybe somebody else should go protect the prime minister or there is someone else in charge. Mm. Maybe McGonagall has been kind of part of the order this whole time and she's given some orders from behind the scenes or maybe um, RAB is involved somehow yeah. or there's someone else or well, like, I don't know. There's there's still this neutral party, which is the Ministry of Magic. So they're still mm. performing their jobs. Like in my understanding, um, Kingsley is doing this because this is his job as a Ministry oh, of I Magic the, member. Yes, yes, I forgot about that. And the same thing, that. Tonks is working there. So like, yeah, Voldemort has infiltrated the Ministry, but he's not, he has not taken over to the point where like he is in charge of the Ministry right. of Magic. He's putting Imperious curses on people and they're trying to get to that point. But it's just yep. like he is, there's a few bad agents. There's a few good agents. They don't really know. Like they're trying to still battle it out of yep. the ministry. Wow. That is so weird. And they're just going back to like their yeah. normal jobs. But we do know that Kingsley's butt is really small. <laughs> 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 because it says Lupin nodded with a wave to the others. Kingsley walked away into darkness toward the gate. Harry thought he heard the faintest pop. as Kingsley disapparated just beyond the burrow's boundaries. The faintest <laughs> pop. <laughs> Flat. He's skipped leg day. Yeah, he's got a flat butt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and and we then are uh, crazy. Theory. <laughs> <laughs> these are the best theories. All of these theories. Um, and then <laughs> those I can follow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only ones, right? Hmm. My brain is just too full. I keep hitting into this, so I'm sorry it's for right. editing purposes. No, it's all right. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Is Harry is Harry foolish a little bit to be so trusting of everyone? Like when everyone's d- debating and fighting over, and you mentioned this even before, Danny. Like he's just saying this pretty much because they're a- about to attack Hagrid, and Harry trusts Hagrid. But he does seem to have a big he's trust in everyone Dumbledore's else. Dumbledore's friend. What yeah. did the reporter say? Dumbledore's man. Dumbledore's through man through. through and through. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but then it does. He feel saw like... how Snape turned on him, so you would think. Mm-hmm. Right. You would learn. Yep. But maybe that's the beauty of of Harry being able to like keep seeing past negative stuff and just be like purely trusting Hmm. and just keep forgiving people. Maybe not forgiving. He actually holds grudges pretty good. Um, But at least giving benefit of the doubt. And in this case, that's like a loyalty. And maybe that's what's just bringing people together instead of like tearing people apart. And like, I'm forgetting all the specifics, but that's what the Death Eaters are missing, right? Like this is like love. This is. This is connection. This is mm-hmm. bonding. The lightheartedness, even in like hard times, I feel like that's like that is light. That is good. That that is what contrasts evil. Mm. So we love Harry for it, but there are moments it seems like naive and and silly. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's almost too trusting of people, and again, again that's like part of the reason why I love him. But then it does bite him in the butt for it for some, yeah. some things. 
Um, some of it, sometimes he does seem like an idiot as well because um, it says, the rest of them now dropped into the chairs, all except for Harry, who remains standing. The suddenness and completeness of his death was like, um, was with him, was with them like a presence. I've got to go too, said Harry. Ten pairs of eyes, startled eyes, looked at him. Don't be silly, Harry, said Mrs. Weasley. What are you talking about? So Harry wants to leave at this moment. And we you understand why he wants to leave, because he even has that moment where he talks about that. But is Harry is he an idiot for even like thinking about leaving? Or is he is this make him kind of like noble and brave? <laughs> no, <Idiot>. he's dumb. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you guys yeah. are on the same page. <laughs> it is a little bit insulting that after this whole thing happened, that that's like what's on his mind. Because all these people are literally about to sacrifice their life. Moody died for this, and he's like, okay, I'm going to. I understand why Harry wants to do that, but he's he's also an idiot yeah just felt frustrating mm. i'm like just settle in for a second yeah like get a night's sleep in the morning think about things you're like everyone's foggy brained at night you know like you're yeah. just Guess give it a rest it's system. been emotional it's been crazy like take a breath relax come up with a plan don't just like fly by the seat of your pants um but that is of course what harry always does um and so I don't know. It, it does feel like he needs to slow down and needs to trust people and have a plan. But running away from the burrow and protections and everything else doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Um, he trusted the plan to get him here and it got him here. And if he was going to run away when he got here, just if things are a little tough, then he shouldn't have even left to begin with. Yeah. So I don't know if he had a plan and he said, we have to leave because we have to do this. I know where the next easiest Horcrux to get is. And this is what Dumbledore wanted me to do. Ron and Hermione, I need your help. Let's go Mm -hmm. do a thing. All right, cool. I can get behind that. But just like I'm scared and I'm putting people in danger. (laughs) Let me run off into the woods or something. I'm like, what are you doing? Just chill. (laughs) Um, So I was mad at him. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. You too, Jen? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You said a lot, so. (laughs) (laughs) This is uh, the line that we were talking about a little while before, but if you want to add anything onto this this after you hear the conversation, we'll talk about this for a second. It says, and then out of nowhere, the pain in his scar peaked. As he clutched his forehead and closed his eyes, a voice screamed inside his head. You told me the problem would be solved by using another's wand. And into his mind burst the vision of of an emaciated old man lying in rags upon a stone floor, screaming. A horrible, drawn-out scream. A scream of unendurable agony. No, no, I beg you, I beg you. You lied to Lord Voldemort, Ollivander. I did not, I swear, I did not. You sought to help Potter, to help him escape me. I swear I did not. I believed a different wand would work. Explain, then, what happened. Lucius's wand is destroyed. I cannot understand. The connection exists only... Between your two wands, lies. Please, I beg you. And Harry saw the white hand raise its wand and felt Voldemort's surge of vicious anger. Saw the frail old man on the floor writhe in agony. Harry? It was over as quickly as it had come. Sorry, Chuck, out there. Somebody's got to finish it. Um... Is there anything else that you want to add to that? Initially, when you guys uh, listened to it, you thought that Voldemort or Ollivander was lying. Actually, I didn't think he was lying Hmm. throughout half of it. And then by the time it finished, to comfort myself, I said, no, he's lying. He's loyal. He's good. (laughs) Trust Ollivander? Was he telling the truth? 
is he I feel scared like he of was on Dumbledore's side somehow. But when it's someone's, when it's your own life, what yeah. would you? Yeah. Like the show we were watching last night. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I feel mm-hmm. like uh, I'm trusting Ollivander still. Mm-hmm. So when Voldemort says, you told me the problem would be solved, I'm trusting that Ollivander knew the problem wouldn't be solved and it was mm-hmm. a bit of sabotage. But he's playing into it and letting Voldemort keep coming to him with like, problems and he can try to fix it but he already knows the real solution and Mm. he's like hiding it somehow so i'm not sure but that's how i'm reading it now to give him a little credit because harry told me to trust like he needs a (laughs) he tells you to trust people voldemort yeah needs olivander even if he's lying to him yeah because i mean this guy's been making wands and it's in his family so he knows a heck of a lot about wands um, and there's, again, this weird idea the wand chooses a wizard. What does that exactly mean? It hasn't really been talked about in the books really at all. And that's just like, what the heck is that talking about? What does that mean? What is the magic behind that? So it's something that kind of pops into your head in this chapter again, almost from the beginning from um, the first one. But there's something um, that when I was doing uh, this read with Abby, because we're in the first book, Harry left, I don't know if you listened to that podcast yet, but Harry left so. that, he left Ollivander's having an odd feeling about oh, Ollivander. Oh, yes. And Abby caught that yeah. and mentioned it, and I was like, oh, yeah. that is weird. And I really had never noticed that before. Yep. And it was just like a small little thing mentioned there and there. And usually you think Ollivander is on the good side, but is he more of a neutral character? Is he really like a strong well, wizard? We keep talking about these people. that wants to both, mm. good and bad, right? Mm. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good point. See the mastermind behind all this, like orchestrating yeah. this whole thing. He created, and we trust Harry. And <laughs> Harry got a weird feeling from Ollivander, yeah, so that sure. was weird. But we trust Dumbledore too, and mm-hmm. he's been writing letters back and forth with Ollivander. Mm. Ollivander told him as soon as Harry walked out with that wand. Yeah, so it makes it seem like that wand is important, and Dumbledore knows it. Yep. Ollivander knows it, and they were talking about it. But I don't know. Mm. Um, it also is weird that the wand chooses the wizard, but it takes someone like Ollivander to speak wand, you know, to watch Harry uh-huh. use the wands and tell him which one is the one that he connects with. Yeah. Because Ollivander's giving him all these wands and Harry doesn't know what anything is. So he's just flicking them around and like doing whatever. And then Ollivander gives him the right one and he's like, yep, that's the one. Mm-hmm. It's like Ollivander is still the one telling him, yeah, that's that's the wand choosing you. But there's almost but a point know. too to that where like your whole you like maybe Ollivander gave him a cursed wand, where he knows as soon as whoever has this wand, which he probably thought it was going to be Harry too, I'm sure, but he was like almost giving him all these other wands, like hoping that it wouldn't work. Right. But then there's the same point where Ollivander just loves this, and he was like getting giddier and more excited every single wand that he gave Harry. So yep. like he was getting more excited, and then he finally gave him the wand that worked, and um, that was the thing. That was it. But he might already know another prophecy about it. Yeah, for sure. Whoever has the sister wand to Voldemort's wand is going to have an epic battle, and one of them is yeah. going to die, which just confirms the other prophecy. We already know. So, yeah, maybe for Ollivander, <laughs> he's like, "No, please, not that one. Yeah. <laughs> not Harry." Yeah. But uh, yeah, do you think that Ollivander really does know something deeper, or is he just kind of like trying to get by? Because there's also another part in this where it seems like Ollivander really doesn't know and he's just like 
saying not necessarily anything he can to not be tortured, but at the same moment, he's like, what if you, what if in this chapter you truly trust Ollivander is saying the truth, but he doesn't know that he thought another wand would work, but it didn't. Is Ollivander going to die right now? I think he still needs him. Mm. I think if, if Ollivander's telling the truth, it's actually safer for Ollivander. Yeah. It means Ollivander's been broken, and it means that Harry's in uncharted territory. Yep. But it means that he's safe from Voldemort because Voldemort's going to be able to not only read his mind, but also just understand even muggle um, lying techniques and say, oh, it actually seems like Ollivander's telling the truth. He can still keep Ollivander alive and say, well, keep helping me brainstorm how to defeat Harry then mm. and give me another option. Yeah. Um, but then that would be sad for us because then we don't trust Ollivander anymore. Yeah, for sure. So I'm hoping he's lying. But can't he read his mind? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It would mean Ollivander's really good. Yeah. If he can block off uh, his mind, he somehow resisted truth potion or whatever else and legitimacy. And so how good do we think Ollivander is? And maybe there's something too where you can't necessarily read someone's mind if you're furious and angry. So he's Ooh, in a, a yeah. moment of fury here. So maybe he really can't penetrate into his mind. And like even on top of that, maybe there's something that um, he something so evil about Voldemort, even though he knows Ollivander is telling the truth, he's still going to torture him and still going to question him and still going to like make him make his life miserable, which says even most more gross things about Voldemort, how evil he is. But um, last question for this chapter, because um, this is what happens. Or we'll two more little side ones. But it was supposed to have uh we'll have like 20 more questions guys all right so just hold on <laughs> just kidding. that seems more accurate <laughs> <laughs> but it was supposed to have stopped your scar it wasn't supposed to do this anymore you mustn't let that connection open up again dumbledore wanted you to close your mind when he did not reply she gripped his arm harry he's taking over the ministry and the newspapers and half the wizarding world don't let him inside your head too so a question onto that is, did Voldemort really want Harry to see this? Because you guys had that thought that maybe um, Voldemort planted this inside Harry's mind. I didn't think so. Me neither. But it has to be considered because mm. that's what got them into trouble at the ministry before. Yeah. So instinct. But this was an old an war for him, I don't think. Mm. Mm. Like last time it was because it was serious. Yep. Yeah. So this feels genuine. It feels accidental. Feels like Harry got a peek at what's actually going on. Also, like he's furious. I feel like when you're angry like this. Yep. You lose control a little yep. bit. Yeah. 100%. So I think it's real. And why would he want him to know? Yeah. And this requires no action of Harry. Yeah. So that's, that's very different. But again, like Hermione is saying cautious yeah. be cautious if there's anything that does require action harry has to be super super careful um which he's terrible at because he just rushes in to help people yeah. and even so. even on a side note when harry was about to leave the borough where do you think he would have gone <laughs> like jen you say like just go into the woods somewhere <laughs> like maybe he would have that's like his best plan is just go walk in the woods and go look for horcruxes yeah and i have no idea i don't know would he go to Hagrid's house? Like, where would he go? I have yeah. no idea. Like, where would he actually go? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he doesn't have anywhere else to go. Yeah. Like, the borough, Hogwarts. Back home. Is it even his home anymore? <laughs> That'd yeah. be nuts. They said, like, once you say it's not your home, though, right? The protection yeah. is gone. 
they'd never think to look for him there. For sure. Maybe. <laughs> Closer you are to danger. Oh, the farther you are from harm. <laughs> but they actually might go tear through the house looking for clues. Yeah, for sure. That's what they think they're going to do too. Hmm. They like, because Moody even says, mine is, don't even lock it because they're just going to, you know, yep. unlock it and look through the house anyway. They should but have left some fake in clues there. for them. Yeah. That would have been good. Just anything but Harry's blood though. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anything else in this chapter before we do the final little rundown? Only one thing. <laughs> Only one? 13 glasses being raised for a toast. Weird number. Yeah. They're not dining together, but raising a glass together with 13 still could mean something. And we don't know what, but what we do know is Lupin drained his glass first and he was the first to put his glass down. <laughs> so why would you say that i don't want him to die no 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 no. but that's when you're dining together when you cheers it maybe gives you power blessings you get blessings. good and stuff it was, it was to mad eye too so it was like you know it was like i feel like that's different than dining together but i still don't understand if 13 is an unlucky number and 13 dine together first to rise has is gonna die first what is it when it's like you're raising a glass and the first to put it down? What does that mean? But I'm going to keep an eye on Lupin from now on. <laughs> I feel like there's something special about it. And I hope it's good and not bad. <laughs> I hope so. Um, but there's a chance it could be the same as dining and this is a curse. Huh. Downing it in one glass, putting your glass down, and it said both of those things distinctly. So I think it means something. Did um, um <laughs> wait, who can you give me sorry. Yeah. What who are the 13 people there? Well, we know that it was seven pairs that left. Yeah. Um two of them didn't return. Monungus left. Yep. Or no, um uh two well Moody died, Monungus and this and Kingsley's I, gone. Is Kingsley gone too? He disapparated. But now we have Ginny and Mrs. Weasley. Yeah, we have Ginny and Mrs. Weasley. Yeah, them. so it went from 14 to 11 to uh 11 and then you 13. add to 13 and so we know that it was 13 here and at some point um it i forget where it says it um uh his hand oh his wand he sent 12 full glasses soaring to the room to each of them and that was bill who went over there so bill holds his one glass mm -hmm. sends 12 out um and then to each of them, holding their 13th aloft, Mad-Eye. So it literally says he sends 12 and he holds his 13th aloft to Mad-Eye. So Bill gave the cheers too. Does that mean anything? <laughs> Ugh, I don't know. Um, and then a few lines later, so Mundungus disappeared, question mark, said Lupin, who had drained his own glass in one. So he was first to drain, most likely. Mm. Everyone's tense, blah, blah, blah. Um, again maybe this is the opposite let's hope this is the opposite let's hope it is yeah um, I thought it said specifically he put it down but I don't see exactly where it said that um, but yeah it's anytime there's 13 in, together when there's 13 <laughs> oh man it's intense interesting interesting point so anyways it's something something so. I'll be I'll be keeping an eye out for <laughs> Um, Bill and Lupin in regards to 13 could have some, <laughs> some 13 magic or curses. <laughs> All right, let's do the final rundown for this. Give us who is your favorite character? Who wins the house cup? One, two, <laughs> three. Uh, yeah, let, thanks. Let me go first. 
There's a lot to choose from in these know. chapters. Like rather than the other chapters, I think Hagrid, because mm. he was willing to like sacrifice himself for Harry at the end. Yeah, and like felt bad for like using his magic, but then protected him. Yeah, I think I go with him. It's a good one, Hagrid. You can yeah. go now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you, Hagrid. I think uh, really, I think he probably deserves it. Yep. Um, yeah, Hedwig was more of an accident kind of thing. Hagrid intentionally dove over and protected Harry, saved him. I hope they show that in the movies. <laughs> I guess they don't. <laughs> Why do you say you guess they don't? Because you just said Hedwig was. Mm. But they, they can have, have Hagrid defending himself. Mm, maybe. But that's why if this is split into two movies, they're they're really leaning into some of these scenes, you know? I hope so. It might be a really long scene. Hmm. Kristen, who's your house cup winner? Can <laughs> <laughs> I say Hagrid too? Yeah. I mean, yeah, Hagrid sounds good. I love him. I don't know if I've ever given it to him. So mm. that would make me happy to give it to him. I like your reasonings, you too. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Um, I'm going to give it to uh, Mrs. Weasley here hmm. Hmm. for the fact that everything that the Weasleys are giving up to be here and to do this hmm, is astounding so true. to me. And it's she like is the whole family. Yeah. It's a whole yeah. family. And she is sitting at home. Like you could tell, like she does stuff with her hands and Harry is like, she's doing stuff to distract herself. How much agony she must be in for She's all her children, those pretty much. Things. Mm-hmm. What are those yep. little thermometers? Her clock yep. must be going wild yeah, 100%. right now. They're all at mortal peril. They're like, so I love the fact that the Weasleys, I just love the Weasleys so much. They're just willing to sacrifice and give up for Harry in ways that you really don't see other people doing it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Mrs. Weasley is giving up an immense amount right here, even just by letting her children go be part of this plan. Even her growth in some of this kind of stuff, because in the book five, she was like, none of these kids can be take part in this. And she's still very protective over them. But I just love mm-hmm. that she is. I think she's great. Yeah. I felt so bad for her this chapter. Like just waiting Bill to hear. Bill is like destroyed yep. space. And now Red's George ear. doesn't George's have. George's ear is off. Yeah. An wow. ear. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes, Mom, now you can tell us apart. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and you said that, bad. Jen, one during the chapter. Yeah. You're like, oh, too soon. Right before. And then they <laughs> yeah, said yeah, yeah, way too soon. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, what's your favorite moment in these two? There's a lot of good moments in these two, too. So many. I always love when Harry defeats Voldemort, though. So that yeah. was fun to see his wand act on its own accord so much mystery in that too so you're like waiting for answers ancient magic (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a good Ah, one man yeah that is good i mean i like the haggard moment and the relief of him being alive i was just like oh my goodness thankfully he is still alive because i was worried but then there was still so much tension so in hindsight the playfulness of seven harrys in a room feels so innocent and fun yeah. before death eaters and voldemort come to play so yeah oh man i don't know i feel like the tone shift hap- happened right now and it might stay like this for the rest of the book mm. so i'm like you know what holding on to the last moments um at yeah. the dursleys 
a little playful, seven Harrys, coming up with a plan. You're still optimistic about it working. Yeah. I feel like that was easier to read. Yeah, that's also a favorite moment. Um, I'll go with the comic relief moments with Fred and George. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. even in the, in the midst of everything, they can just bring some laughs. <laughs> yeah. Even if it might be too soon. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see you, I'm trying to like... <laughs> yeah i kind of think that's those are some of my favorite moments too there's so many good moments in these chapters but i I really truly love that one where fred and george like fred thinks his mind is addled at this and he's like his comedic timing is so good he's like letting his brother think that his mind is addled (laughs) for a little bit before he's like yeah i'm holy i'm saint like i'm holy fred so i i think that's great for for you guys yeah just for what you said kristen for just to have lightheartedness and laughter at moments like that i think it's it goes um leaps and bounds i love it yeah and who's our hot tamale? Harry's wand. <laughs> That's a great one, yeah. That's a good one. That is a great one. Harry's wand is the hot tamale of this episode. Big time. I know. Very hot. Very, very hot. hot. It's so hot. It's gold. Ooh, the golden yep. tamale. Mm-hmm. Golden tamale. The wand tamale. Mm. But I'm trying to think if there could have been any other spicy moments. Our spice mm. might have to change. <laughs> <laughs> too much of the other spice mm. yeah except when harry's riding on naked on a horse <laughs> that's like any of my favorite thing in this podcast oh, that's such a good, that was so good instead of yep. bareback very naked <laughs> oh it's so funny oh, it's classic <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah someone in chat says uh Celia says when they're cheering ear ear that's a great moment. <laughs> yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. that is good. Hot tamale. I don't know. The wand is a great pick. I might kind of pick the wand too. That's a hot tamale right there. I mean, I was gonna pick tongs because tongs is just always a hot tamale, but she's mm. not really that involved in these chapters. <laughs> yeah, so. and there was exactly. some funny moments with Flora and Bill. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Close. I'll go. I'll go with you, Danny. I like that. Harry's wand is a hot tamale for me. Jenny. <laughs> She's the original. Anyway. Jenny. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that moment with uh, Harry and Jenny, they're looking at each other like yeah. uh, a lot of tension there. All right, uh, good to see you, but they're like, all right, when is everyone else gonna leave? Yep. <laughs> like come to think of it, then Harry goes outside and like leaves her in there yeah. and like whatever. That was a yeah, little yeah. weird. But he does have he does have the moment where he's like he wishes everyone was gone so he could just hug her and like be with yes. her. You know, that's yeah, cute. which was cute. Yeah. So just do it. Oh, but he's also, but they also like broke up, right? So they're not like allowed to. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot, right? He broke it. Yeah, yeah, he did, but then uh, (laughs) he did it for noble reasons, guys. All right. Yeah, but like if everything's happening and if if Harry Potter doesn't (laughs) succeed, everyone's dying. So who cares? (laughs) (laughs) She goes, stupid boy. Yeah. So I could still say that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Boys are stupid. I can admit it. And me too, most of the time. <laughs> I don't know. I want to do the same as you. Are we picking Ginny? Ginny? Yeah. Ginny's in this chapter. Like Wands three and Ginny. <laughs> but I don't know. When in doubt, choose Ginny. Her aura is just always hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, pretty much. Hot tamale aura. Um, all right. Well, thanks for joining us on our journey of Harry Potter and the First Time Readers.
I wish we could have fire whiskey and um, brandy. To Too bad it's the morning. But I know. Like, yeah. If this was an evening recording, yeah, yeah. we could have raised our own glasses like we've we'll done. We'll do it next time. We'll bring some fire whiskey. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I think we'll still cheers to Mad Eye at some point in yeah. our future recording. And to Hedwig. Oh, yeah. Come on. And to Hedwig for sure. Why do you yes. keep forgetting that? To Madwig. It wasn't as Madwig to me. To Mad Eye and Hedwig. That it was. Is it bad? Well, Harry didn't even raise a glass to Hedwig. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I do always think. No, Hedwig could be a hot tamale. A dead tamale. I almost picked her. Oof. Too soon. Too soon. (laughs) Too soon. (laughs) Well, also, is there any chance Moody's still alive? Because there's that small part of me that I trust Bill because he says it and I think Moody is done for. But there's also that tiny part of me that's like, it just feels too simple. And like, he just like fell and is gone, but like, yeah, it, it's more um, final when we see the body. Yeah, they're going to collect the there's body. There's like for sure. a burial and everything. So I think that'll be like the the closure 